0: Okay, now, let's take it from the top. This is the Lowdown Sports Show. Give me the Lowdown. With Drew. I just heard your dad might already
1: hate you, and I was like,
0: "Yeah, what, brother? <laughs> oh man!"
1: And BJ. Yeah, he could be a part of the ma- Mascots entourage and, yeah. and be throwing T-shirts into the crowd. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it all starts right now. All right, welcome into another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. I'm your host, Drew. Hi, I'm BJ, and we're here. To get the lowdown on all things basketball. Oh, man. Got a good show for you today. Not too jam-packed with too many topics. We'll slim it down a little bit for you. But we got some interesting ones on tap. Still got NBA and WNBA on the course of the playoffs for the WNBA. That means we got to talk about who won the awards for the season as well. And we got an interesting topic in the NBA Got in a little all-time list here for the NBA. A little unorthodox. So I'll save that for you. You'll get to check it out here in just a second. But before we get to our topics for today, I want to make sure we shout out our partners, T Public Fanatics, and SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. Use code THELOWDOWN in all caps for $20 off your first order. And my man, BJ, man. Man. This show is Presented by StatHead. Yes, that
1: it. is true. And we've got our style of the episode for you here today, folks. Uh, we're looking at another head-to-head. This time we're looking at Tierra McCown, Big T of Ooh. the Dallas Wings, head-to-head we have- up against Ariel Atkins of the Mystics. And oh, you know, in their careers, Ariel Atkins, 8-5 and five all-time in the regular season against Big T, played more games, averaged a little bit more points per game Than Tierra McCowan, 13.2 for Atkins compared to 11 for McCowan. But McCowan blows her out of the water in the rebounds, as you'd expect, with 8.4 points or 8.4 boards a game compared to Atkins's three. Atkins with 2.3 assists per game and 1.4 steals per game are ahead of Big T, who does not average in uh, one in either of those categories, but she does average. Over a block per game, which is better than Atkins and has the better field goal percentage at 548 compared to Atkins' 421. Although, when it comes to awards and honors, Drew, Ariel's got the championship, five all defensive player or all defensive team selections and two all star appearances. Big T is still looking to crack in in those categories. So, it's a little bit of ways to catch up, but. Interesting little comparison that you can use over with our friends at Stathead. This was one of the suggested uh, searches when you come up on uh, Stathead at uh, the basketball category. You can obviously, like we did last week, you can make your own and uh, you can compare multiple players, not just two, but you can do a three-player comparison as we we did sorting out our MVP discussion, and uh, I'm sure we'll revisit that here, Drew. Uh, as we get going on later on in the show, in our WNBA
0: section, I was definitely curious of the uh, origins of why Ariel Atkins and Tierra McCowan. I was like, "How could? How did we get here?" I was definitely not starting the show without asking that question. Yeah, absolutely. I before I even got to it, so yeah, it, it was. Uh,
1: you can look at a sample search basically, and oh, yeah. they'll give you all kinds of different ones. In fact, I can go right now to the homepage, and you can see. They And and they regenerate, you know, based on, um, I guess, based on what you look at. You can look at Shaq versus Kobe in their each of their careers. You can look at John Paul Jones versus Candace Parker. You can look at Lonzo Ball versus John Moran. The, the possibilities are endless. Right now, the top three selections or the top three examples you can do, Kyrie versus Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry versus Kevin Durant, and LeBron James versus Russell Westbrook. So a lot of people are comparing – Players to Russell Westbrook today. Apparently, or, some doing, uh, some,
0: doing some comps it's, today, it's, just like us over here.
1: I was gonna say it's it's a suggestion for a reason. So yeah, okay. we'll find out why. But
0: all right, well, thank you, Mr. BJ, for our stat of the episode. There, Ariel Atkins, your account. The subjects of, of comparison for today, man, oh man, and uh, I won't forget it at the top of the episode this time. Make sure you guys follow us on social media. On, tw- on, I almost said Twitter. X, I just okay. get it. You, X. You can
1: you can dead name it. I don't think <laughs> it, I mean, you say X, people know what you're talking about, or they might not. You have to say, yeah, the other one too.
0: Follow us on the former bird app, X, <laughs> follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, make sure you follow, you can follow on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Follow on TikTok. It's just had a brand new TikTok drop and some new What's well, on Drew's Mind and BJ's Best from last week because I was late. I'm sorry. Uh, but it's out there. Go go give, give it a like. Go watch it. Go check it out. Um, Absolutely. So
1: and they're all all above at the same same username.
0: That's right. All at the same username. The underscore lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore lowdown. And we're in the season finale of season three, BJ. Right. Like, I remember – it doesn't even feel like long ago we were talking about the season finale of season two and man like it seems like 50 episodes flies but it doesn't fly at the same time it's it's
1: yeah i was gonna say we we've had some we've had some moments where it it has you know kind of felt like it was dragging its heels a little bit but i mean when it's just you and me drew it's always fun it always feels like it flies by but um not to say that we we haven't had, um, you know, that, that all of our episodes haven't been fun or anything like that. I think it's just, it all comes down to what's going on in the daily as to whether or not the episode comes and goes and is very quick or, or whatnot, I guess.
0: Oh, it's always a good time when you're having fun. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And let's get right into it, BJ. I was, I was terrible at teasing it earlier, but let us let me just talk about it because I, I didn't want to tease it, but I decided to tease it, and the tease was just bad. But let's – I mean, <laughs> today we're getting into the 30 most overpaid NBA players in history. Ooh,
1: okay.
0: 30 most overpaid players of all time in NBA history. Man, oh, man. There's I came been some bad this. deals. Yes, there there have been. There have been. And some of these names, it's got a couple people I didn't recognize. Maybe they, it was just because they got injury riddled. They got this bag. Then they, you know, injury. Then they weren't able to come back like some, you know, some stars out there. And that's that's the crutch of some of these guys on this list, but not everybody. But I mean, you guys will get through it. I'll, I'll try yeah. to not drag along with a a number of thirty people on this on this <laughs> list here, but we, you know, we'll, we'll get through it. There might be uh, some we'll,
1: conversations.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. I'll I'll try to explain some of these things that are going on right here. So there are thirty here, guys. So so let's go ahead and walk on through this, or or, or run or jog. So we jog so we can get through it.
1: I, I was just say we, we can. If we're if we're anything like some of these players, we might be briskly walking,
0: <laughs> trotting back down the court, sandbagging as they call. It. Yeah, uh, and for Hardaway coming in at the number thirty spot, aka okay. Penny Hardaway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, this is this list is on uh, hoops hype, by the way, and they're saying that seasons overpaid versus underpaid, nine overpaid seasons and five underpaid seasons. His real value was $67,840,094. His career earnings were almost double at 120469142 Wow. One of the most explosive floor generals of his era, injuries derailed what was an extremely promising career and pretty early on to as before even turning 30. Penny Hardaway had missed a lot of games, and was no longer the player he was in his pre-prime or pre-injury prime. As such, Hardaway checks in at number thirty on their list for most overpaid players ever, according to Real Value. Okay. His most overpaid campaign happened in two thousand five, two thousand six, when he earned fifteen point eight million from the Knicks to appear in four games and average two and a half points. Yikes!
1: That's uh, that's not good.
0: <laughs> right. But I
1: was gonna say when you. And this is the thing with this list. And I mean, obviously, I'm not going to take too much time. But when you have proven yourself, even in small doses, and you have gotten enough people to know what you're capable of, mm-hmm. even if it's something that's completely out of your control, such as an injury to derail it, people are going to give you that. They're going to make the investment, hoping that you will be what they saw and you will be able to you know, help them make back the money that they invested in you and you know sometimes it doesn't work out but that's that's the business of business and honestly
0: <laughs> I just thought of a player as you were talking just then and he's not on this list but he probably he might should be but i don't know what his his earnings were like but okay. think let me know if you can think of a player right now that you think should be on this list but is not
1: i'll have to look through again just to make sure but I, I thought there were a couple that were that seeming. Oh, did you look already? Yeah, I've got the list.
0: Oh, yeah, darn it! I thought that's what you
1: wanted. I'm I mean, we okay. We, <laughs> we 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 both try to prepare for the show equally here, well, Drew. Not for
0: this this question. <laughs> I'm just gonna eliminate this question then because you know it's on the list. But you can still you can still do it though. You can still do it. Yeah, who Nobody who are you misses. thinking
1: specifically? Because I'm sure there's a lot of players that Jared you make the argument for. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing though, is that.
0: Because, I don't know like,
1: if it I know he's been injured injured a lot, but I never I mean he got I think one really big superstar deal, and then he was it was trade and injuries and, and just being derailed. So he may not have made as much because he didn't have opportunities to sign those big number deals, even though it seemed like he was always making a lot of money and being injured versus like value wise comparatively. But I I thought that it was a little bit surprising that I didn't see him on the list either. Um, But I think that may be part of it is because it wasn't, you know, like in terms of value, if he was being, you know, you know, shipped around and everything like that versus the amount of time he missed that, that is the only reason why I think that he wouldn't be on here.
0: Yeah. And I just didn't know what his, like uh, his bag was on that extension. If he got one from his rookie year, like when he, we Got the MVP like after that year before, um, you know, coming back or or what? Ha- I, I didn't know what his mm-hmm. money looked like. I know he hasn't been paid very well, uh, in the later years, but um, I didn't know what his money was looking like. Uh, since you got this list and you're rocking with me, you want to get the odds and I get the evens?
1: I'll do the odds, baby. How about that? Let's, Let's go ahead and number 29 on the list. We've got Steven Adams, he has been paid overpaid, I should say, in six of his nine seasons, uh, according to this list. His real value is $75.39 million, but he has earned over 128, almost $129 million in his career, which is a difference of $53.4 million, or 42% almost. He's a beloved teammate, a rock-solid screen setter, as well as a great rebounder, but his impact isn't always fully captured by statistics so that's part of the reason why he ended up on the list it says according to real value he was most overpaid right out uh, in that uh, weird covid year after the bubble in 2020 2021 he made almost 30 million dollars to average 7.6 points and just under nine boards in 58 games uh, the real value estimates he was worth 7.6 million that season so an overpay by 20 Two million dollars. My goodness.
0: Man, oh man. Steven Adams, I didn't know he got that much money.
1: I know. It, it doesn't seem like it, and it doesn't seem like he's been in the league that long that uh that he would be getting in, in on this list.
0: Number 28, BJ, a name not really too familiar for for me, uh Vin Baker. Uh seasons overpaid versus underpaid, nine overpaid seasons and five underpaid. Real value is at 43.595, can't even get my words out, (laughs) 43.5 million and then 97.3 million in career earnings. Difference is negative 53.7 and negative 55.24%. My screen is freezing. There we go. Uh-oh. this one is difficult to talk about considering Finn Baker reportedly lost a hundred million after his career and had various personal problems that he went through. Mm-hmm. Baker's most overpaid season was oh two, oh three when he made twelve point four million while averaging five point two points over fifty two appearances and ten point nine million overpay per real value.
1: You said you didn't recognize the name of Vin Baker at 28, but you will recognize this name. Number 27 on the list is Patrick Ewing. Ewing was overpaid in eight of his 13 seasons. His real value, according to that metric, was 58 million, just over that. But he earned, and rightfully so, in his career 112, almost 112.7 million dollars, which is a difference of just over 54 and a half. Million dollars, or almost fifty percent, uh, that he was overpaid by. The data only goes back to 1990s, so he still gets punished and makes this list despite likely great or likely outproducing his 1980s contracts when he was making all-star teams. Uh, though as he got older in his career, he began to underperform due to age and injuries while earning a lot of money. His over most overpaid season came in 97-98 when he made $20.5 million while appearing in just 26 games for the Knicks, though. Still put up a 2010 double-double.
0: Mm. Patrick, you ain't making a list. Mm-hmm. Number 26 on this list, BJ. Joakim Noah here. Seasons overpaid versus underpaid. Seven over eight under. Real value estimated at 84. Million dollars, career earnings $139 million. Difference about 39.5%. That Joachim Noah just barely made the back end of this list while having so many injured seasons on huge contracts just goes to show what an elite player he was prior to his injuries and both the minutes on both ends of the floor with a flair for play- playmaking and getting into opponents' heads. After signing a four year 72.6 million contract. With the Knicks in the summer of 2016, Noah would play just 100 more regular season games while earning top dollar. His most overpaid campaign coming in 2017-2018 when he made 17.8 million to appear in seven games.
1: All right, we're going to move on up to number 25, and I think until we get to the top 10, we should go a little bit more rapid fire. If that's all right with you, I will. I'll uh, I'll try to cut down on how much you read. Uh, for each of these players. But number 25 on the list is Evan Turner. He was overpaid in seven of his 10 seasons, or at least up to this point. His real value is just a shade under $43 million, but he has made over $98 million in his career, which is an av- or a difference of $55.2 million, dollars, or 56.26%. He got a big deal in the summer of 2016, and that's not the only player that's going to be uh, brought up for what happened in the summer of twenty sixteen and, and some of the deals that were given there. But Turner at twenty five drew.
0: Man, oh man. Evan Turner. Almost forgot about Evan Turner.
1: I know. <laughs> you you kind of do. After the the LeBron uh Cavs beat the, the Pacers or or though no, that was the heat I'm so sorry that uh, but yeah after they they had those battles in the Eastern Conference finals it just is like where'd he go? What's he doing now?
0: Number twenty-four, Jan Mahimi. Seasons overpaid versus underpaid. Eight overpaid, five under real value at twenty-eight million career earnings at eighty-four point one million. Difference at minus sixty-six point nine percent. And his most overpaid season of his career came in twenty eighteen-2019. When the center averaged four point one points and three point eight rebounds on 45.2 percent shooting over 34 games six of which were starts he did that while earning 16 million 14 million more than real value had him worth that season
1: number 23 on the list is Bismack Biyombo. who he's been paid and overpaid in nine of his 11 seasons to this point his real value is 31.7 million compared to the 88 point9 million dollars that he has earned in his career which is almost 65% more uh, difference. And he's another one that got a big deal in the summer of 2016, that four-year $72 million contract, and they regretted the, the magic that is, regretted making that deal enough that they traded him away a couple of years later. Uh, he was most overpaid in 2018-19 when with the Hornets, he put up 4.4 points and 4.6 rebounds while earning $17 million. Mm. Yeah.
0: And so far, I think the best player on this uh, most overpaid list is Patrick Ewing.
1: Patrick Ewing, for sure, yeah. but by, yeah. by far.
0: Yeah. All right, number 22, Kevin Love. Seasons Ooh. overpaid versus underpaid, nine overpaid, five underpaid. Real value, $180 million. Career earnings, $237.9 Difference, 24.2%. Man, oh, that's man. one. That's
1: one of the lowest differences we've seen to this point. Like, he did earn a lot of what he was, you know, like he was very valuable, and, and there was a reason why he was earning the money that he was being
0: paid right, early in part, his career. Big part of that 2016 championship, earned his money in those days for sure. Future mm-hmm. Hall of Famer's most overpaid season came in 2020 and 2021 when he made $31.3 million while averaging 12.2 points on 40.9% shooting. A campaign real value deemed worth seven point seven million, a twenty-three and a half million difference.
1: All right, and we're up to number twenty-one, and we're going to back to the New York Knicks, who overpaid Allen Houston. He was overpaid eleven of his thirteen seasons. His real value is worth fifty-eight point two seven four million, 11. but he earned over a hundred and seventeen and a half million dollars in his career, which is a difference of almost sixty. Million dollars, or basically half of his career earnings. Uh, got some of his uh, biggest boost in profile because of playing with the Knicks. Uh, Houston gave him a six year, hundred million dollar contract. Um, or sorry, Houston parlayed that into a six year, hundred million dollar contract with the Knicks in the summer of 2001, but he would only play four seasons of that deal because he had recurring knee problems. So his worst year. He was earning three point four or he was worth three point four million, but was being paid seventeen and a half million dollars in just twenty games.
0: Golly. hmm Boy, getting overpaid eleven of your thirteen seasons is crazy. Is yeah. that the most lopsided we've seen so far?
1: It's it's up there. It Golly. has to be one of the ones. Him and Biombo.
0: Biombo is not into
1: biombos too young, I think, to really be that high up, but we also still got you know, we're in the top 20 now, so there might be somebody worse.
0: Right? Who knows? Let's take a look at we'll number two out. here. It's Al Horford on the list. He was overpaid mm-hmm. seven of his 15 seasons so far. He's still playing. Real yeah. value estimated at $183.6 million. Career earnings, $243.2 million. Difference at uh, minus 24.5%. Al Horford shouldn't come as a... Surprised that Horford's two most overpaid seasons came during that contract. Uh, during his one year in Philadelphia, the former Florida Gator averaged 11.9 points and 6.8 rebounds while earning 28 million dollars. Real value valued his play at 11.7 million that year, an overpayment of 16.3. So,
1: two of the uh, former Florida Gators that were part of those back-to-back championship teams under Billy Donovan have been on this list so far. All right, we're going up to number 19. Alonzo Mourning is next up on this list. He was overpaid in 12 of his 16 seasons. Real value was just $83.1 million, but he earned nearly $144 million, a difference of $60.78 million. Of course, he had to retire after developing a rare kidney condition uh, in the 0203 season as well as most of the following campaign. Because prior to having to do that in his prime, he was one of the better two-way centers in basketball. Uh, again, though, I mean, that's one of those that it happens and you hate that because he was such a great player. Right. Um, he was paid rightfully for his $20.6 million for the 0 season that he missed out on. But since he didn't play at all, that is by far the biggest chunk of money that he was overpaid because – he got every bit of it, which he deserved, but he didn't play.
0: Well, but still, I mean, look at this—he's—he's—he's he's, he's right on the borderline with this other one. Twelve seasons of his twelve is of his sixteen overpaid.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: pretty—it's right there with eleven of nice. the uh, thirteen.
1: Well, we'll see if there's anybody worse than that. Here you know,
0: number eighteen, Chris Bosh, seasons overpaid, eight of his sixteen. Real Value estimated 180.8 million. Career earnings, 242.1 million. Difference, negative 25.3%. And Real Value doesn't believe Bosch was obscenely overpaid in his career, with most of his overpaid season coming in 23 2014, when he earned 19.1 million while averaging 16.2 points and 6.6 rebounds on 51.6% shooting. Real Value believes that that season by Bosch was worth $11.3 million for a difference of seven point eight.
1: Yeah, and this one's really inflated because of the Supermax where he was basically not playing for like two or three seasons, but they still paid him out because uh, he had uh, a stopped playing clot. with the blood clots. Yeah. yeah. So here's another former. This um, is a good one. Yeah, this is another former LeBron I teammate. i good
0: to see this guy on this list. I, mean, I thought he
1: would be higher up, honestly. I
0: was about to say that, too. I was about to say he should have probably been higher, but he's here.
1: Well, 10 of his 11 seasons, he was overpaid. Uh-huh. Uh, real exactly value true. real value was only just a shade over $20 million, but he got over eighty in his career. That's a difference of $62 million nearly, which is three-quarters of his career earnings. He should have been overpaid. Do you have a guess? Obviously, I know, you know it drew, but if you don't at home, we're talking about Timothy Mozgov. He was again, another name that was signed to a big 2016 off season contract, which may drew may, may, just go down as one of the worst season or like off seasons in terms of for uh, teams that were paying and free agents. I mean, just some of the deals that were given out because of that new um media rights that they had signed in, in that season uh it's just, it's just mind-boggling um but he got a 4-year 64 million dollar contract from LA and it was uh it was immediately bad he would only play in 85 more NBA games in his career
0: oh cool. and lebron had teams believing he was that dude <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man it was part of i mean it it felt felt like he he ended up being a part of that deal to get lebron back to or get lebron to la was that they had to give up the the last little bit of Mozgov's contract i don't know maybe not
0: number 16 former dallas maverick harrison barnes overpaid in six of his 10 seasons real value estimated at 86.2 million career earnings 148.6 million difference negative 41.99 percent basically negative 42 percent according to real value Barnes has been overpaid by approximately 62.4 million which is the biggest biggest disparity in actual value versus real value taking place in 2018- 2019 when he put up 16.9 points and 4.7 rebounds on 42 percent shooting Barnes earned 24.1 million that season while real value had him worth 8.7 million for an overpay of 15.4.
1: Yeah, he got a big deal in 2016, but he actually played well through it for the most part until that, as you mentioned, that 18-19 season. But uh, I mean, kind of, kind of, kind of uh, surprised to see that he had made it on here. But it does make sense all in all. Right. Up to number 15, we've got former Brooklyn net Joe Johnson. He was about half and half. Nine seasons overpaid, nine underpaid. He earned in his career. Uh, 100, or I say, should say, his real value was 155 million, but his career earnings were 217 and a half, essentially million dollars, which is a difference of over 62, or almost 30%. Uh, he was better than his reputation indicates. Uh, his most overpaid season came in 2015-2016 when he split time with the Nets and the Heat, averaging 12 points and four assists on 44% shooting, while making 22 million. But being valued at only six million that season.
0: Oh, Mr. Joe Johnson. Still hooping in the big three right now, too. That's right. Balling. Balling, ballin'. ballin', Joe, ballin'. Yeah, Joe. Number fourteen, Theo Ratliff.
1: Man, I forgot about him.
0: <laughs> Oversee uh overpaid in twelve of his sixteen seasons. Real value, thirty nine and a half million, career earnings, 102.3 million. Difference negative sixty-one point three nine percent. Due to his injuries later in his career, Ratliff wasn't able to live up to a three year thirty-five million extension he got from the Blazers in two thousand and four. The primary time he was overpaid according to real value after that extension. Ratliff played more than fifty-five games in a season just once in fewer than fifty games five times. Crazy.
1: Here's a name I didn't expect to see on here uh, because it doesn't feel like he's played enough.
0: Oh, no, it makes sense because somehow he gets so much money. Yeah,
1: I know. I'm not, I'm not sure how, but it, it'll make sense when we tell you. Nicholas Batum is number 13 on the list. He's been overpaid in 10 of his 14 seasons. Real value is about $104 million, but he's earned over $168 million in his career, which is a difference of $64 million, or 38%. Uh, fine player, versatile swing man. Not quite on the level of some of the contracts that he has signed in his career, though. Uh, again, another 2016 offseason. Drew. What have we been saying? The recurring theme. Five years, 120 million dollars. chiching, Hello. Which was one of the bigger overpays in recent memory. Biggest overpay and came in 2019, 2020 when he was paid 25.5 million by the Hornets. Only appeared in 22 games, averaging 3.6 points per game, and he was only valued at $3 million that year.
0: Man. He had one nice little season and just fooled everybody and he got a bag yeah. for it. it a, Looks I like it, even, yeah. I don't even know. But tune's out here finessing. Number 12, Jermaine O'Neal. Seasons over him, 12 of his 18 seasons. Real value at $104.2 million. Career earnings $168.7 million. Difference, negative 38.24%. O'Neal's most overpaid season, according to Real Value, came in 2009-2010, his lone season in Miami, when he made $23 million while putting up just 13.6 points and 6.9 rebounds over 70 games and overpay of $16.5 per their metric. Jermaine O'Neal, nice little player. Jermaine
1: O'Neal, I'd forgotten about him. I love those Pacers unis from the early 2000s that he's rocking in that picture.
0: Yeah. Do they still have them?
1: I thought they may have brought some of elements of it back for the 75th anniversary season, but it was not that specific uniform.
0: Bring it back.
1: Bring it back. Bring it back 100%. Number 11 on this list, one of the uh, top draft choices from the disastrous 2013 draft. I think he went number two, (laughs) if I'm not mistaken, Drew. You can correct me if I'm wrong. It's Otto Porter Jr. He's been overpaid in six of his nine seasons thus far. Real value is only about $62.3 million, but he's finessed that into $128-plus which is a difference of over half of his career earnings. Um, he got overpaid 2016 offseason yet again. Well, actually, no, it was not the 2016 offseason, but the 2017 offseason. Mm. Four years, a $106.5 million agreement after just two seasons of somewhat impressive play from Porter. He hadn't made an all-star team, but Washington gave him the deal, and that was one that they would come to regret because his most overpaid season came in 2020 and 2021, averaging just under 10 points a game for 28 games while he was injured quite a bit and earned $28.5 million, which is $22.5 million overpaid. From what he was supposed to make, according to those numbers,
0: still hadn't made that all-star team.
1: Nope, isn't going and the, the time. The time is ticking. I died. But he's not.
0: It's it it's ran out. He ain't doing it. No. Number yeah, always 10. Been better than Anthony Bennett, though. Number ten, Kevin Garnett. That's that's the best player
1: we've had on this list
0: all time. Seasons overpaid versus uh, seasons overpaid out of his uh, career. Seventeen out of twenty-two of his seasons. Real value at $272.5 million, 272.5 million. Career earnings, $343.8 million. Difference of negative 20.74%. Garnett spent a long time in the NBA. 21 years, as a matter of fact. So all the campaigns in their metric considered him slightly overpaid. It added up. Garnett's most overpaid season came, shockingly enough, in 2008-2009. When he averaged 15.8 points and eight and a half rebounds while earning 24.8 million, an overpay of 10.6 million per real value, not too drastic of a mark for a player who was still an R star All Star that year and helped guide Boston to 62 wins.
1: Hey, I tell you what, if if the Celtics think they overpaid that year, they they're eternally grateful for overpaying that year because Mm -hmm. that's still their most recent title. And also love the the Timberwolves uh, logo that he's rocking in that picture all right we're up in the top 10 number nine is brian grant from the phoenix suns blazers were focused on trying to buy a winner in the late 90s early 2000s which meant they gave out a lot of big contracts especially for the time brian grant got six years 56 million dollars after which he averaged just 13 and a half points and seven rebounds over three not so special seasons he was overpaid in 10 of his 13 career years earning a real value of 38 million while being paid almost $110 million, or 65.3%. Uh, Miami also followed that up by giving Grant a seven-year, $86 million deal. Uh, he was most overpaid in 506, when illness was about to cut his career short as he averaged just three points per game. That year, over 21 appearances while earning $16 million, which was an overpay by $15.6 million.
0: Man, oh, man big money here
1: big That's money great, no whammies but we got big money all whammies here today drew
0: yeah big difference right there number 8 Blake Griffin overpaid 7 of his 13 seasons row value at 186.4 million career earnings 258.4 million difference negative 27.5% Griffin's most overpaid season wouldn't come until his last year in 2021-2022 when he was on the last season of a monster contract, not his last year, until last year, excuse me. He was on a monster contract making $32.4 million to average 6.4 points, 4.1 rebounds over 56 games. Real value valued his worth that season at $3.6 million, an overpay of $28.8 million.
1: Man, oh man. Boom! We're up to number seven. Here's a pro- prominent name that a lot of people will know.
0: Still not the best on the list.
1: Not the best on the list, no, but he's part of a, a championship pedigree that we've had here in the recent years. It's Clay Thompson. He's been overpaid in six of his 11 seasons. Real value is $113.3 million, but he's been paid almost $186 million, which is a difference of 39% or almost $72.5 million. And it's because of injuries that he's considered as one of the most overpaid players, overpaid players. He missed two entire seasons because of the uh, ACL injury from 2019, 2020 through the 2020, 2021 season. He had 68.1 million combined over those two campaigns and $0 real value because he didn't play. So he rocketed up into the top 10 uh, because of that. And, his first season back was a uh, struggle statistically as well, 20.4 points on 43% shooting in 32 games while still making nearly $38 million. Man, oh, man. man. We're getting pretty we're getting pretty prominent names up here, but we're almost to the top five.
0: Yeah, going after Clay there. Now they're going for number six here, John Wall. Yeah. Expected to see him on the list. Yeah. Overpaid eight of his 12 seasons. Real value at 156.7 million. Career earnings, 229.2 million. Difference of negative 31.6%. A max player in his era of enormous salaries, injuries caused John Wall to go from being a top five point guard in basketball to missing two full seasons of action, only playing 40 games between those two years in 21 22. And he averaged 20.6 points on 40% shooting for Houston. Those two seasons he sat out while earned 82.5 million, which shot him up this list. And in that season, he did play in between. He made forty-one point three million, a twenty-eight point six million overpay according to real value.
1: We're in the top five. I'm not surprised to see this man's name on this list.
0: Shoot him up higher. Someone shoot him up higher. higher.
1: Former Maverick. You know him. him. You love him, maybe. On the thumbnail. Unless you paid for him in your career, if you're Mark Cuban or a different owner, you know him, you love him. It's Chandler Parsons, Parsons. of course, ladies and gentlemen. Six of his nine seasons, he was overpaid. He earned a real value of just under $50 million. But he has finessed his way to $127 million. That's a difference of almost 61% and $77 million. Here's another 2016 offseason contract, Drew. Four years, $94.5 million with the Grizzlies in the summer of 2016, which is considered by far one of the worst contracts ever doled out in NBA history. He was showing signs of injury troubles in the seasons prior to that, and then his career ended prematurely because of the injuries that would follow. Parsons played in 34 36, which is what uh, would be uh, 70 games, 25 would put up, up to 95 and five. So he played 100 games in four years, averaging 25 games per season in the last four year or in the four years of his uh, deal. And he never averaged more than eight points in that span of time before being out of the league by age 32. In that season, they only played five games. He was paid $25 million for contributions that were deemed worth about $500,000. So, oh, you know, just $24.6 million overpaid.
0: Parson mm-hmm. should be higher, probably. But- I agree. All right, on into the top four, Dikembe Mutombo at number four here, overpaid 16 of his 18 seasons, they say. And you know,
1: and you know what he's going to say about being on this list, right?
0: No no, 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 no. Real value is sixty-three point nine percent. Career earnings of one hundred forty-three point six percent difference. Negative fifty-five point or but negative fifty-five and a half percent. I always want to say this point five stuff. One of the best defenders of all time, Dikembe, was extremely highly paid throughout his career, but. Mostly exaggerated. Mutombo, a shot-blocking rebounding specialist, never developed much of an offensive threat outside lives and near-bucket finishes, ranked top 11 in salary nine times throughout his 18-year career, even peaking at the league's second-highest paid player in 0405 when he made $19.5 million. Unsurprisingly, that year was Matumbo's most overpaid campaign per real value as he averaged four points, 5.3 rebounds, over 80 appearances, and overpay of 17.3 mil, according to the metric.
1: Okay, we're getting pretty close to the top. Top three. Number three is Gordon Hayward, who's been overpaid in eight of his 12 years. That's, yeah, I can understand why. Real value is only about 129 million, maybe just a tick under, but he's earned over $209 million in his career. That's a difference of $80 million or a slick 38.5%. He played his way into a max deal with the Celtics because of his all-star type three-level scoring to go along with the solid rebounding and playmaking from the wing. He had his best campaign before signing the Max deal, putting up 22 points, five boards, and three assists in the lone all-star campaign of his career, but it's been all downhill from there. Uh, He suffered horrific leg injury within minutes of his regular season Celtics debut. He struggled to stay healthy ever since. From 18-19 to 21-22, Hayward missed nearly a third of his potential regular season games for a myriad of reasons, all while getting paid the big bucks. So, injuries kept him on this list because of that and why he's been overpaid. You know, he has not been producing at the value of a four year, $127.8 million
0: contract. He is not paying really him fast.
1: too. Mm-hmm. And
0: keep they going. will. That's the problem. Number two here, Juwan Howard overpaid 14 of his 19 seasons. Real value 67.6, rear earnings 151.8, difference negative 55.46. By his third season, Juwan was already the league's seventh highest paid player, making more than back-to-back finals MVP, Hakeem Olajuwon and perennial defense player of the year, Alonzo Mourning. And by 99-2000, he was fourth in the NBA in salary. Juwan didn't develop much after his first two seasons, never making another all-star campaign experience in Little team success late in his career. Howard's most overpaid season came in two thousand two, two thousand three when he was earning twenty point six million while averaging eighteen point four points over seventy seven games, a thirteen point four overpay according to real value. All right. He no,
1: also sure. got he, he also got overpaid by uh, Michigan though as well. So <laughs> people, <laughs> <it> under, <laughs> uh,
0: underpaid, you mean under no. the t-
1: I mean <laughs> overpaid in terms of what he brought value-wise versus what they've been able to do. But Fair enough. anyway, I digress. All right. Drew
0: number one, finally.
1: The number one overplay, overpaid NBA player of all time. Overpaid in 17 of his 19 career seasons. But I cannot be mean to this man because he is responsible for or partially responsible for helping the Mavericks to win their only franchise NBA finals trophy. It's Tyson Chandler, 17 to 19 seasons, he was overpaid. Real value was only about a hundred million dollars, but he earned 189 a half dollars. Almost half of his career earnings were overpaid. Uh, he was one of the, or he's, yeah, he's one of the only players ever win. An NBA, a world, and an Olympic title in his career. Also made an all star team, was Defensive Player of the Year once, but mostly because he was uh, playing the years that he played, and his prime was enough to earn huge contracts. Six years, $64.4 million from Chicago, four years, $55.4 million contract from Dallas, and four year, $52 million deal with Phoenix. He was Was not obscenely overpaid for any one season, but the fact that he played for so long while earning so much money, is why he finds himself at the top of the list. Most overpaid year came in 2018-19, when he made 13.6 million dollars to average 3.1 points and four rebounds a game, an average or an overpay of 11.5 million dollars.
0: Drew. All right, BJ. See if you can do this for yourself as well. I'm calculating my top five. Most overpaid players based on this list. Obviously, Chandler Parsons is making this list. Mm-hmm. John Paul, John Wall, John, <laughs> John, John Wall, Wall. <laughs> John Wall would make it as well. The so two mm-hmm. out of five. I'm so yeah. scrolling back through here. Ooh, that's tough. Nicholas Batum, we put him on here for three. Batum,
1: yeah.
0: Yes, at least in my era. Yeah. For Fey Mozgov.
1: Mozgov's got to be one, and then yeah. it's it really just uh, depends on hmm. who you look at. I'm I'm looking down here, Drew, and I mean maybe Biombo is on here potentially. Uh, Biombo
0: probably based on this list, yeah, he's, yeah. Based on list, some some unorthodox money.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think it's it's got to be Biombo yeah. that's the last. So yeah, so the most overplayed Biombo, Mozgov. And you said we had Chandler Parsons. We yep. had,
0: of John course,
1: Marce. Nicholas Batum and John Wall.
0: Yep. All right. Yes, indeed. That was pretty pretty pricey starting five there, Drew. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's not a bad list here. I feel like I saw a different version of the list like yesterday because I, I swear I saw one, and I thought it was Hoops Hype, that had John Wall at number one. And I feel like I like that list a little bit better. It didn't have some of these players on it, so I mean, maybe it was just late at night and I was seeing things. I don't know, but I
1: think I think, uh, I think they, those five that we mentioned just earned another ten million dollars while we were reading those uh, those <laughs> deals. Like it's that's how crazy these deals are.
0: Yeah, it's it's a lot of overpay going on, but definitely uh, stick out. I mean, Timofey Mozgov, we know that one was one of the critical ones. We all know about oh, yeah. Chandler Parsons, and then. You know, John Wall just being out for an obscene amount of time, and then you know, barely playing nowadays for all that money he got. But definitely, some guys that slide up in that top crew for me. That's a crazy list, and that's way too many to run through in a, in a, in an episode. That's not just about that. So, in the future, that will be its own independent content if it's that big of a list. If it's like yeah. ten, then okay, I get it. We can get through that a lot. Faster.
1: I thought I thought we were we were trying to speed things up and, and go a little bit quicker, and it's still. Still stretched on, but, yeah.
0: Uh, but I mean, it's just in time for BJ's best.
1: That it is, Drew, and that means that it's time to shift gears and we'll talk. Well, Drew, you know what tonight is? It's it's a little bit of a holiday
0: if, if you are. Uh,
1: well, not not because they're, uh, they're they're not playing,
0: Drew. They're not playing, but they just, will
1: never they will never play in this, Drew. I don't know what you're thinking <laughs> because this 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 is something that did not come about until after their era had already ended. And I'm talking, of course about the NFL kickoff games. Of course, this is week one of the NFL season that starts here tonight with uh, Kansas city hosting Detroit. And they didn't start making this into its own event until after the um, Cowboys had already ended their run of five Super Bowls in, in the first 30 and they'll, they'll never win another one again. So we don't have to worry about this as Cowboys fans, but uh, I just want to talk a little bit about, you know, how this came about because Uh, It hasn't always been the case where we had the defending Super Bowl champion open like in a prime time atmosphere all by themselves. Usually it was just they would play the the start of the next season along the same time as everybody else in uh, on that first Sunday after Labor Day. But you go back and it was 21 years ago. So we saw this introduced back in 2002 that the kickoff game was first introduced uh and it was not in, in 02 and 03 it was not the defending super bowl champion that would host it that uh in those first two years so in 02 the new york football giants hosted the san francisco 49ers on the as the new york uh as the nfl kickoff game and neither one of those teams had won the super bowl the previous year um it was the Niners picking up a win, sixteen thirteen, over the Giants in that game. Uh, and then 0-3 saw Washington. I probably shouldn't say what they used to be. That we'll just say redacted. Uh, Washington defeated the New York Jets uh, by a score of sixteen thirteen. Also, same score next year, which was pretty crazy. So it was Washington was the first home team to win, but. 4 Brady, baby. Mm. Brady and the Patriots, Belichick and the company, had just won the Super Bowl the year prior, and they got to host the Indianapolis Colts. So you got to see primetime first game of the year, Brady Manning to start oh. the year in in 4 which was a good matchup. New England ended up winning that one 27-24. They hosted the next year and beat the Raiders 30 to 20 and and so on and so forth. The defending Super Bowl champions would go on and host it year after year. And that's why tonight you see Kansas City, the defending Super Bowl champion, hosting the Detroit Lions. The only time, Drew, and I, I think you remember this, the only time that the defending Super Bowl champions were in the prime time or in the NFL kickoff game, but did not host it. Do you happen to remember when this happened? It's the only time it's ever happened where the defending Super Bowl champion was not hosting the NFL kickoff game. They had to be on the road for it.
0: Was it five years ago? No. I have no idea. Pretty good
1: guess, though. It was double that. It was 10 years ago. 2013, the defending champion Baltimore Ravens, had to go on the road because there was already a previously scheduled Orioles baseball game on the same day. So Baltimore had to go to Mile High Stadium and play the Denver Broncos. And that was the, the night that uh, Peyton Manning threw seven touchdowns against the Ravens in the, the Broncos' win. So that's uh, that's the only time that the defending champions have opened up on the road. In 2019, the Patriots, who were the defending champions, did not play at all in the kickoff game as that league or as that year, it was the start of the NFL's 100th anniversary season. So the league decided to kick off the year with green Bay and Chicago, one of the oldest rivalries in the NFL uh, as part of their kickoff game. I believe they got to be the um, Sunday night football game that weekend to make up for it since they didn't play on uh, Thursday, but that's the only time since it was debuted and, and kicked off with the 4 season of the defending Super Bowl champions hosting, where they were not the uh, the team that would be hosting or the team that, that played in it at all. So, funny enough, Drew, it's been pretty solidly uh, home teams winning. When you have the defending Super Bowl champion, yeah. they get off to a great start the next year. The home team has won all but five times, in, since the history of the NFL kickoff game began back in 2002 of course San Francisco defeating the New York Giants in 02 well, in the first game but it's only happened five, four other times since then 2012 when the Cowboys defeated the defending champion New York Giants that was uh that was a, a good one that was only the second time it happened it happened again in 2017 when the Chiefs defending de- defeated the defending champion, New England Patriots. And it happened in 2019 when the Packers defeated the Bears at Soldier Field in um, in Chicago. Also happened just last year, Drew, with the Bills taking down the defending Super Bowl champion, L.A. Rams, by a final score of 31 to 10. So that's a little look back and if you had to pick one right now, Drew, there's not going to be a
0: Travis Kelsey tonight. There's a lot of new pieces. Oh, come on. Believe like, in Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's the, he, he's the uh, – since Brady's not here anymore, that's the guy that you talk about. I mean, that's the uh, that's the insert here. when you, Whatever you said about Tom Brady, insert Patrick Mahomes right here. Oh, there's a minute left on the clock? You don't want to leave a minute left for Patrick Mahomes.
1: You don't want to leave thirteen but, seconds for Patrick. Mahomes. It doesn't
0: matter who's in that lineup or who's lining up on that line of scrimmage for Patrick Mahomes. Just like it hardly didn't have the time for Tom Brady. He's going to get it done just because he makes magic happen. He's going. Sky Moore is going to have a career game or something tonight, and I'll cry because he's on my bench right now. I might make start <laughs> I'm really nervous. I think I will, to be honest.
1: Make the change right now. Go right. go. Make the change right yeah. now. We'll fact, see. Aj it.
0: decided in real time for me. DeAndre Swift, Sky Moore, flex. Sky
1: Moore, Sky Moore,
0: hundred percent. Okay. Okay, hundred for that. All right, Sky Moore it is coming out of the flex or Kyle. Pitt. I was just
1: say, I was to say, yeah, I would say Sky Moore. Uh, if, if you want to play Swift, who, who's your running
0: back situation? Oh, I'm I'm studded running back Chubb and okay. Henry.
1: Yeah, then you don't need to worry about Swift. in the
0: right league? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we got to get that figured out. But yes, yes, it not, is. yeah, Chubb and Henry in that league. Yeah.
1: You're not you're not buying uh you're not buying the Lions' Renaissance. <laughs> no. 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 Okay. Well, I thought I might see if if you might be thinking upset. I, I like what the Lions have, but I don't know if they've got. No,
0: it'll be play. an interesting game, though. I think. Yeah. I mean, the Lions are no slouch, and I think they're healthy now. So, I mean, yeah, good.
1: I, I'm excited to see what it's going to look like for sure.
0: Fun right. Thursday night football for sure. Yeah,
1: but that is the history of the NFL kickoff game, and that huh. is BJ's best. Happy Week One to all of those that will be celebrating the NFL season
0: coming back and starting. Happy Week One and a good BJ's best. Thank, Thank you, you, Drew last one of season three huh oh yeah last one of season three indeed i mean you're technically your your 50th bj's best as well too more than that drew maybe oh wait we start we started
1: late in season two so
0: wait is it yeah wait i don't know we'll have to i'm gonna we have to go back no i think it's i don't know i'm scared now don't don't tell me that now i thought i fixed everything (laughs) Well, you know,
1: we have had some guests that we didn't do our personal segments on. So yeah, so we should, be, I should
0: be right. I should be right. We should be on with that. Well, if, you, if you've got to be do more, we have those missed episodes with guests and then those other ones, the one I did solo. So I should be right. Don't make me it, trip and think I'm doing it wrong because I fixed those things. you are on track.
1: If, if, if you If you went back and did the math, I, I trust your math. I trust your math.
0: I trust so my math. If too. that was
1: my 50th BJ's best, well, that's a pretty good one. There you go. Maybe maybe one out of every 10 have been good
0: so far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Come on. Be more generous with yourself than that. I know. I know. I'm only teasing. Man. I'm
1: only teasing.
0: Man, 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 man. Man. It's about that time, PJ. And uh, time. I always just want to let the people know about what they can get with our partners at Public. Man, oh, man. Our partners are lovely people time to get that wardrobe updated for fall because it is around the corner. It'll be here before you know it. And hoodies and crew necks are available for purchase thanks to our partners at T. Public. There's no sale right now, but you can still get the gift of free shipping on orders $80 or more. That is right. Free shipping on orders $80 or more. Make sure you use the link in the description to get your fit right for the fall.
1: Yeah, Drew. I can't think about anything that's for cooler weather when it's still 104 degrees down here today. Oh my oh. goodness! Oh, sheesh. I want the cooler weather, but I might have to go without a sweatshirt for a couple days just to embrace it. And then my buddy says, "No, it's too cold. You need you need something to uh, warm back up." So we'll we'll make sure we head over to uh, our friends at Tea Public when that day comes, so I can warm myself up with some hot merch. But with the start of the NFL season, I'm proud to announce that our friends over at Fanatics have a deal for you. You can get all kinds of new season, new gear, uh, just in time for the NFL season kicking off this weekend. They've got a deal going on for you. This offer, only good for 48 hours, and the time is ticking up to 65% off select items. And you can get free U.S. shipping on orders over $24 by using the promo code 24SHIP. It's not just the NFL season arriving that has this in store. You can get yourself some of the Nike Zoom Pegasus that have just dropped. It's time to get those college gear. If you know just starting back to school, you've got time to do that. MLB season coming down to the wire, you've got time to get your playoff merchandise and get that all ready in gear. So, again, use the promo code 24SHIP at fanatics.com. You've got a little less than five hours, if you're listening live right now, to get this deal. They're going to have some other deals coming up this weekend, though. If you miss it, it's okay. Just be on the lookout, and don't forget about becoming a Fanatics MVP to get exclusive weekly deals that only our Fanatics MVPs are able to see. So that's what's in store at Fanatics.com, which is officially licensed everything. And now, Drew. As we do every week. It's time to find out for the last time in the Season 3 show. What is on Drew's
0: mind? Boom. Well, BJ. First and foremost, look at that cool jersey over there. It's awesome. I see that cool jersey. It's cool Asia Wilson. Limited edition. Shout out to... The homie that got me hooked up with that. Anyway, that's Anyways, a nice one. That what? not what's on Drew's mind. I wish I could wear it, but it's a little wrinkly. I was going to wear it today, but it changed my mind. What's on Drew's mind today, BJ? It's hard to get a little creative, and I'll try to get just as creative as we go forward into season four a little bit more often here. This one was hard because I'm only a month and a half in down here, but I've got five things that Texans cannot get in South Dakota.
1: Okay, I'm excited to see this because I, I know you've been asking for another uh care box that you need to be shipped, so I'm interested to see what, what is on the list.
0: Yes, indeed. Five things it was, it was hard to get to five because like I didn't I wasn't sure what I want to use, and some of them are kind of in the same one, so and uh, it's only been a month and a half, of course, so I'm sure I yeah. can find. Five I'm sure more, I can I'm it? sure
1: I can guess a couple, but I will hold off. Oh, for if,
0: sure. You definitely know about one on the list. <laughs> for sure. And I went ahead and made it number one on the list, and that is Bluebell ice cream.
1: Okay. I was gonna say no. you want me to you want me to go see if I can find the pine in the freezer and, and hold it up to show you so you get at least oh, a little bit
0: man. of osmosis, maybe. <laughs> the craving for ice cream is so bad out here just because I can't get to bluebell. <laughs> I was literally just driving you know, from work the other day, and I was like, oh, Blizzard sounds great. Pull in there, Dairy Queen. Take one. Um, Anyway, yeah, no blue bell around here. It's really sad. That's one of the things you definitely cannot get in South Dakota, at least not around here. So you got to sell it for whatever. Secondary yeah, yeah, secondary brand, third brand, or have it shipped to you for the bajillion dollars that it costs, which somebody's got to have a whole lot of money or just love you way too much to send that to you. Mm-hmm. Number two on the list, and this is just so far, I haven't tried a whole bunch of restaurants per se, but, I mean, it's really not looking good so far, and I, I just I haven't heard great reviews otherwise as well. Uh, the second thing that Texans can't get in South Dakota is spicy salsa. I mean, mm. it's pretty, pretty mid out here so far. It's pretty disappointing. The best you can get to spicy is what you're used to grabbing at the stores, the paste, the hot, you know, whatever, mm. in the jars. Those aren't even good. Nobody likes the big... Chunks like well, I don't really like the big chunks like that anyway. And it's not mm-hmm. it's not as good as you know, like you go to a restaurant, your salsa, you know, like the Juan Pablos of the world and the chilies and things like that back in Texas. Yeah. But uh yeah, no no good salsa so far. Pretty mid, pretty, pretty bland, nothing, you know, mm. deliciously delicious out here. It's a pretty sad world. Mm. Pretty sad in that regard. Uh number three thing that Texans can't get in South Dakota, BJ. And uh, it's probably just because it's not down here in general, but they, they should still sell it in Walmart for people like me. And that is spicy ketchup. You can't get that down. Oh, yeah. I it was just
1: saying that. Because you, you, you don't have Whataburger up in South Dakota, do you?
0: Nah, I know Whataburger. Not so that's, that. I don't know that's what part beer. of it. it is
1: probably part of the reason why you can't get the spicy.
0: There might be. I don't know because, I mean, Whataburger has branched out. There was one in Mississippi when I was doing those baseball games. I I went to that Whataburger. It was delicious. I went like twice, actually. Um, I wish it was up here in South Dakota, but so far, I've not seen it in the search for fast food, but I have not been to the biggest city in the state yet. Well, I came through it on the way in, but well, I've actually been to it twice that's a lot, um, you're, but you're I haven't like gone through it to like go and you know really explore what's throughout it or anything. So
1: your closest might be Kansas City, believe it or not. I, I have I don't have a map or anything. I'm just thinking.
0: I mean, what? I don't know. I have to look into when the where the nearest water yeah. area is. That'd be good. But a
1: weekend out. road trip.
0: <laughs> yeah, shout out to my awesome mom that's sent in a care package to like giant bottles of spicy ketchup not the regular ones that you you know just get and put in your fridge and giant mm-hmm. ones. not jugs but you know, yeah i've got
1: a, i've got a couple in my fridge or in my uh, cabinet so
0: so i'm hooked up for a few months heck yeah. so okay yeah. uh, the fourth thing that you can't get as a texan in uh four things that fourth thing that texans can't get in south dakota is a good view on the road bj uh, there's a whole lot of corn out here in uh, amongst your view on the sides, you know? <laughs> a whole lot of nothing sometimes just just land, sometimes not even animals out there, you know, just chilling or anything. Just land, just open land, you know, not any, no, like cool signs or anything like any small random business in the middle of, you know, between these two towns or whatever. And hardly even very hardly even a gas station. Wow, dude. If I would have been running out on the way in here, I'd have been doomed. There was yeah. there's 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 like nothing. so on the way in originally there was like one or two in like, oh, man, a few hours stretch. Like, I don't even know. Just like once I got out of Sioux Falls, there was maybe one on the last hour on the way home. So like if I didn't get it at the one place, which was not far outside the skirts of the town, the rest of the 45 minutes or whatever, there was nothing there. And like this drive to this town that I go get to, to food at, uh, go get my food from Walmart at all the time. It's about 45 minutes to get over there. There is no gas station on the way there until you get into the town. So there have been two times now where I did not intentionally do this. I had, you know, just like between, I had like, I don't know, I was just say a 16th of a tank, whatever. It was enough to make it. And it was just like barely enough. But like, there was a point like on the drive, like the light would come on. I was do I have enough? And I know <laughs> I just kept going. There was no way I was already so far into the drive. There's no turning around, you're you're doomed, or you just yeah. gotta keep going. I had just enough to get there both times, but you know, it's just it's so anxiety-filled because a 45-minute drive to another town, not a single gas station on the mm. route for you. You are yeah. doomed, it's just you, corn, some houses, some big old little mills, or whatever. What I don't even <laughs> know what else is all out there, a whole bunch of stuff. Real, I mean, it might be more taxing than Texas. Oh there. my
1: goodness! But so not you've the best views
0: on the road. It's mostly corn and food. So no views on the
1: road. What do the sunsets compare like? I know there's been some beautiful sunsets in Texas. Oh, well, do you I have that sure. same in South Dakota? Or no? I
0: don't know. I haven't really got to bask in it just yet. So I'll have to get back to you on reviews about the uh, the sunset. Sounds good. But, yeah, not not great views on roads. Pretty boring, so you better, I mean, you better have one of those fancy cars that's got little monitors in there. You can watch a little movie or something, have a great road playlist or have some entertainment somebody to talk to you on the way. Or maybe,
1: maybe just drive. Maybe just drive. So
0: a little trip is boring. It's boring. They it you boring every once in a while. this because you, you're used to, like, I mean, you're listening to your music and looking at some stuff, some, some scenery. Like billboards, yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, reading something, but it's. No, maybe like <laughs> corn and fields, and sometimes animals. Not many. It's
1: corn, man,
0: an half ton of corn, ton of corn. But yeah, that's what you get up here. And finally, number five. At least I haven't seen it yet. I tried to do an extra search to make sure that it wasn't around to, to verify, and it's really sad because I would really love to have this up here because it was a staple. It was a fast food restaurant that I went to often. BJ, do you know what I'm about to say? And it's not up Is here. Is it Brahms? No, but I was going to use Brahms. That is a good one. It is not up here as well. But Yeah, I was going went- they,
1: they can only have them within a certain distance of their farms.
0: Yeah, so, I went with Sonic. I have not okay. been aware of a Sonic up here so Interesting. far. I think actually, and I might be wrong here, so I can flip this to actually being Brahms. But I believe, because originally when I searched, I had searched for a Sonic. And I thought it was one of the fast food restaurants that was going to be in this town, but it's not. So it's probably nearby, and I just didn't get it when I searched uh, recently. So let's pretend it's not Sonic. Let's fill that in with Brahms there. Yeah, I was uh, just
1: saying, say, it looks like you've got four in the whole entire state, Drew. One okay. in Sioux Falls and three. Okay,
0: there is one in Sioux Falls. Okay, and I'm going to go it, with Brahms in. That was my original right. thought. All right, we'll go with Brahms in. You can't get Brahms down here, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I can understand why.
0: I'm gonna go find a Sonic now because that sounds good. <laughs> Whenever I go to Sioux Falls, where is it at? Where is it? at? Where's you got three, at? three
1: in Rapid City as well. I don't know where that is in relation right. to you, but.
0: Well, those are five things you can't get as a Texan here in South Dakota. I'll run back through them. blue bell ice cream, spicy salsa, spicy ketchup, a good view on the road, and Brahms. Love it, and that is what's on Drew's mind.
1: Well, you weren't kidding in terms of when you said you had something creative. That's Indeed. something unique that I don't know how many other people can say they've shared that experience.
0: Uh, nope, not so. too many. Funny not enough, many. though, I was reading news. Uh, it might have been earlier this week. I think it was earlier this week. There was a uh, there was a Texas man that was in Madison like, a, like two years ago that did something and just got convicted of it or like, was going through court recently. like It was a, it was like a Carrollton, Texas, I think. Oh, yeah. Man, I was like... Very oh, close to the metro. What are you doing down here, Bubba? how you <laughs> get in trouble? <laughs> well, the odds I'm reading about a Texas man in our news already. Hadn't even All been right. two months and a Texas man's in our stinking news getting in trouble.
1: As long as it wasn't a Florida man, Drew. I'll tell All you that. As <laughs> long
0: as that Texas man ain't me. <laughs> All oh,
1: right. Man. Well, Drew shift gears we're gonna talk some w we've got we got a game tonight a singular game and then we have two more days of regular season action drew the season I, I don't know does it seem like it went by much quicker to you this year than it did in previous years even though there were more games
0: uh Yeah, I mean, it especially in a year where I wasn't like in full coverage mode like I usually am, it definitely like blew by. I mean, yeah. it it was it was like nothing. It's, you blink it's and it's you miss it almost. Yeah, I mean, I was the last game that I watched live was before I got down here, whatever. Whenever Vegas visited Dallas and Dallas got the mm-hmm. upset win. Yeah, that's been two months now. That's been two months, BJ. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. crazy. To think about like two months has just flown by. Like ever since I is that what it is? Since I left, time just decided to fly by over there in Texas. Like I, I don't months. know.
1: It, it was. I was gonna say it, it. At times it dragged. At times it went really stinking yeah. fast. I don't know. I, I don't know what to really equate it to. But yeah, it's almost been two months since yeah. since you uh, began your brave venture up there i
0: thought it was like a slow start i think that like it split up into halves like first half was like a slow we're getting used to this 40 game season and what these teams are going to look like and then mm-hmm. once the all-star break hit just boom oh Not yeah do okay here oh, we are. yeah. Boom. mvps into into season awards right here, oh, yeah. here which is where we're at right now ladies mm-hmm. and gents i got my list it didn't <laughs> it didn't show too much you couldn't see where it did i, I tried to do it Couldn't focus. Yes, I was fast. Um, I was going to go through first and second teams, but that always took me a while back when I was a voter, and I'm just not prepared for that yet. I'm in the struggle (laughs) bus. I've got just barely half of the first two teams. I don't even have defense worked out yet, so, I mean, it would be a while. But I've got our end-of-season awards, BJ, and I wish I had the clip, but I did keep the page in which I wrote the preseason awards on. Do you have your preseason awards by chance?
1: Not on me now. I'm so sorry. I don't know where that has gotten off
0: to. Okay, well, only one of my preseason awards are matching up with my end of season.
1: Okay. Which and, one uh, is it, if you don't mind me
0: asking? Oh, I can't tell you that. You're oh, gonna, you can't
1: tell me? Mm-hmm. You just
0: have to wait. We're going through our end-of-season awards. Come <laughs> on, let's get it. Uh, I want to go in the uh, the order that they're going to be released um, here because the, the league had sent out uh, a release back on the 30th of how they were going to release awards. We, we didn't uh, we didn't do peak performers or Kim Perot sportsmanship awards or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we did do the rest. We did do the rest. Um, so they're starting off with their first one being a week from today. That's not the peak performance, peak performances is on Monday, if you want to count that. But um, executive of the year is next Thursday. So let's start with executive of the year. BJ, would you like to?
1: No, you go all four, man. I'm- all right.
0: <laughs> executive of the year. It's a dude that did some some moving around. Uh with uh, with his team in the offseason, retooled it, made it a super team. Jonathan Kolb out of New York. I mean, yeah. brought Stewie in, got John Quell, got Sloot. I mean, do I even have to continue at this point? I mean, just made the makings of a team that's going to compete for a championship. His team doesn't have a championship uh, in its – in it's ever – ever. since it ever, ever have a championship at all. And uh, now they've got the chance to do it. They won 30 games this season. I figured they would. Some of you guys were like, no, only the Aces will win 30 games. Well, I was like, what about this New York squad? Maybe two teams will. I say it was saying
1: they were the only two that could do it.
0: Felt yes, like. and they have won 30 games indeed and still got a chance to add. Um, I'm, going, I'm going with Jonathan Cole for executive of the year. I think this is one of the first years I haven't picked uh, Dan Padover. Uh, as the executive of the year, he was my uh, my preseason uh, selection for it though. For uh, yeah, well, I
1: think I remember. I I can't remember who I had. It was I may have gone uh, with the with the addition of Candace Parker. I may have gone um, at Vegas. I can't remember her name, but I I, I I it was either it was either Cole or um, the the GM of the Aces, which I can't remember the name off the top of my head right now. Uh, if, if you remember, just shout it out. I, I appreciate it. But at the end of the season, it, it is Jonathan Cole. I mean, there's, in my opinion, the what, what the, the everything that they did in the off season and, and the success they're seeing from it, it, it. If the award was given out preseason, it there was only two candidates for it, and I, I still think there's really only two candidates for it. I'm, I'm going with Cole as well.
0: There you go. Cole Bryant here for executive of the year. Now let's take a look at coach of the year. That one's going to be released on Sunday, the 17th.
1: Okay. So here
0: year this year, I had a back and forth here. Um, I, I remember when we originally made these, uh, these preseason picks that I accidentally wrote down and said the wrong name. I was thinking somebody else. (laughs) Um, But, you know, she still would have been a good one if this team would have been able to finally put it together, and that would have been Christy Sides, who was my preseason pick. But Mm -hmm. I'm going to – I meant Stephanie White to write down originally, which I was in a battle right here between her and Cheryl Reeve for this spot right here. And I just couldn't help but to give it to Cheryl Reeve right here for Coach of the Year. Uh Cheryl Reed the team was winless over six to start the season. Now they're going into the playoffs as possible yeah. a five seed. I mean, that's just a phenomenal turnaround. They don't have a stud roster. I mean, Nafisa Collier is carrying the load. Uh Ariel Powers has seen staggered minutes. I mean, they don't have an you know, all-star lineup. You know, probably the only one that's gonna make a first team any first or second team anything is gonna be Collier yeah, um, Like I said, they've got some other pieces that are okay And some, some things that fit But, you know, the coaching has really been a part of what's put it all together And made things happen And uh, they might uh, they might be able to piece it together and do something But if they, I mean, they're going to have a tough matchup No matter who they face But Cheryl you know, really bringing that team from 0-6 to being what they are now If they would just skirted into the playoffs I would have leaned Stephanie White But since mm-hmm. they're a fifth seed I mean, I don't think they'll get four and pass the wings or anything but since they've gotten up to a fifth seed, I think that's mm-hmm. significant enough to talk about. I mean, let alone bringing them up to the playoffs is is, is good, but being a five seed, you know, like not just bottom tier, but like yeah. okay, from, they almost made the first half of the playoff teams.
1: Yeah, uh, from so, missing last year to five is, is a huge yeah. turnaround in the year. And, and so I don't don't fault you for that pick at all. Yeah. I I think that there's the overwhelming narrative that it would probably go to Sandy uh, if, if they're not going to give it to, to Becky Hammond again at you know, at least in my book. I think Sandy does deserve it because, you know, everybody's the attention is gonna be on both of those teams, both the Aces and the Liberty for what they've been able to do this year. And and Sandy coming in, you know, kind of the way that things ended in Phoenix, there was a little bit of uncertainty. But I mean getting all these superstars and being able to coach them up, it it's it's one of those that you really don't have to do a whole lot. You just kinda of say, go do your thing. But I think Cheryl Reeve is a fantastic choice for it, Drew.
0: Yes, indeed. Cheryl Reeve, a legendary coach in her own right. I mm-hmm. hope she, yeah. Uh, I mean, she's got a really good chance to get it. Her and Stephanie White, I think, are going to be like the final two that it comes down to for most people. Um, let's see. What do they have coming out next after that? Is that six women. They, yeah, they got the back to back drops for awards. They're dropping again mm-hmm. on Monday, the 18th, right after the coach of the year on the 17th with six player of the year. Six player of the year. This one I had Alicia Clark for the preseason selection yeah, and she was one of the final candidates kind of here for the uh the end of season awards mm-hmm. and um this one I mean this is me me not putting her here um towards her it's kind of just I don't want to add too many Aces players getting some awards and some, yeah. some uh no I'm just kidding it's not really <laughs> that. it just a little bit I'm not gonna lie. I can tell. But um, I, I just think um, that it's it's Dana Evans this year for Sixth Player of the Year. She's yeah. provided the spark off the bench for for the Sky in, in a year that's been you know kind of up and down. They lost some players earlier in the year. They they missed Izzy and Rebecca uh, Gardner almost all year. Uh, James Wade jumping ship to go to Toronto to Raptors, the NBA. And um, you know regardless of it all, she's still been able to come into her own and not only be you know a good player shooter. Uh, good player shooting the ball uh she's a tenacious defender as well Mm -hmm. Uh, she's averaging uh almost nine points a game off the bench for for the sky and she's just she's been a part of the reason they're still in this race to make the playoffs
1: absolutely
0: about 21 minutes per game off the bench i mean she's been uh she's been big time she's first in scoring off the bench as well and second in assists with three per game on the season she scored in double figures 13 times and hit two or more threes on eight occasions um, and that's uh, that's my sixth player of the year this year. Didn't yeah, I was I went a different Dallas, route.
1: Dallas Wing could have could have been doing that with us. Mo. Yeah, definitely. I went a different route. I, I know we talked about a teammate of hers last week for a different award that we will give out here momentarily. But I think Dejana Carrington had a really good year. I think she's deserving of the sixth woman of the year award. So, uh, I mean, I, she's she's had a fantastic run. I mean, one of the big reasons why Connecticut. You know, they were getting disrespected. There's no doubt about it early in the season because of what they lost, but they haven't missed a step. And they're going to – it looks like, you know, Drew, when they uh, – if they can you know, handle a first-round matchup, um, looking likely that it'll maybe be Atlanta, at least right now, if the season came to an end. They can handle a first-round matchup. They're going to get their their chance to, to knock out the Liberty and, and make it back and they make it another chance at the Aces.
0: Okay, not a bad pick there. I mean, yeah. still, I mean, a lot of uh, good candidates here. Oh, absolutely. Player of the year. Uh, next, that they have dropping is most improved on uh, Thursday, September 21st. Most improved.
1: Couple weeks from now.
0: Yes, indeed. Two weeks from today as we record on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Most improved for me. It's been most improved from the jump. Satu Sabali. Satu, Satu Sabali. Yeah. There's no,
1: there's no doubt that it's got to go to Satu this year. I mean, it's what what she's meant and really kind of putting herself out there, not just the all-star appearance, but almost feeling like she's the first option when you have a team that has a on it this year.
0: That's she's always been that type of player. She just had to be healthy and be able to put it together. And that's that's been yeah. my favorite thing about this season, BJ. Yeah. Thirty-six games played, thirty-six starts. That is Twice as many
1: as she had before the, in yeah, season.
0: man, just Twice crazy
1: stuff. Many. And like I said, I mean, we, we were, we've been waiting for this for a couple of years yep. and uh, there's no doubt in my mind. It's got to go to Sato.
0: Yep. And career numbers in a healthy season, eight near, just under uh, 19 points a game, uh, you know, career high in that department. Career high in assists at 4.3 career highs in, in rebounds, 8.2, uh, career high from the field at 43%, career high from 3 at 36%. I mean, effective field goal percentage is just a shade under five, uh,
1: 50%. Like tell me tell me who else you if 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 it's not Sato for whatever reason, which I can't imagine it not being. But who who is even remotely kind of in the consideration based on what we've already mentioned about Sato?
0: Well, I don't have our numbers up, but Jordan Canada's had a really good year. As well for L.A. I mean she's I believe she's the leader in steals uh, for the season right now it's like two point two per game. Um, her staple's always been defense, but she's been able to do a little bit more than just defend this year uh, as well. But uh, I just think when you when you're going up against a player like Satu, if she'd have won this award like um, I don't know last year or something, or already had something like that in her belt, uh, mm-hmm. you know maybe you know, you wouldn't be able to cross paths like this and have it go to somebody like Satsu, but the improvement is just kind of undeniable for Satsu in that jump. Yeah. But, I mean, other players like that are still, I mean, they got to get considered um, for yeah. the award as well.
1: I was going to say, we can look at the head-to-head comparison with Satsu in Canada from uh, our friends over at StatHead, and it's Satsu, it's I mean, Satsu, Overwhelmingly, oh yeah, eighteen point eight points per game, eight rebounds. Uh Canada's got more assists per game and you more just steals. Had an per
0: piece the other day. I mean, a career high yeah. forty points. I mean, mm-hmm. she's just she's a unicorn, truly, man. I mean, it's, better field
1: goal percentage, better three point, better free throw, and the all star
0: just better. Just she's just she's got to be she's got to be the, the one that gets it. But we'll give credit to Canada on her season. She's had a really no, but Saquon just had an undeniably good season. I mean, I'm there's one spot left for her on the first team and I'm thinking about putting her there. I mean, I that, wouldn't blame I you how good of the season. I mean, she's, she's an all WNBA player this year. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. It's debating on whether I want to put not a single guard in this first team, but not like it matters. I mean, it's just, no, it, it really, really, really doesn't. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, Satu is uh most improved for me. It has uh, to be. Well, and you're right there in agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, Next, after that, September 26th a Tuesday, they're doing MVP. And we already know where I stand on that. Mm -hmm. BJ, Alyssa Thomas is the MVP. Who is is your MVP?
1: Yeah, I mean, you made a great argument last week for Alyssa Thomas. And I was going to give her this award until what I saw Brianna Stewart do on Tuesday against the Wings. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah, Brianna okay. Stewart, Brianna Stewart's Break little Miami record, too. huh? Break little yeah. record points in the season. You know what? No, she, it's not just game. because of
1: that. No. It's not just because she scored the most points. I just look at what she's been able to do. She didn't get it last year, and she had another great year. Just every time out, Drew, I, you know, she's the best basketball player on the court. Alyssa Thomas has had a fantastic year. I'm not denying that. I hope she wins the award because Stewie's got one, and it would be it would be better. For Alyssa Thomas, and better for the sport if, if they give it to her this year. But to me personally, there's nobody better. There's no more valuable player to have out on the court this year or, or many years when she's been healthy and out on the court than Brianna Stewart.
0: Ooh, okay. There ain't no age of love here. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> but she had a great year last love year. Girl. I, 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 to,
1: I told you last year that she, she deserved it, and she does. Right. But Stewie, I mean, it just – she she continues to just continues to improve. It seems every year.
0: You see the boat I've been for been in for years, having to do these votes, man. It's been <laughs> it's been this stressful time. It's so you? tough to tough. But hey, i made the correct MVP vote every single year that I had them. And
1: I, and I, I bet you, I bet you're going to get it again this year man, if oh, I'm wait, being
0: honest. But don't, don't let me go back and get my, you know. Percentage numbers like what I got right in the end. Maybe get the numbers. I got receipts too, just like Dion said. I got the
1: Let's let's not talk about Dion, man. I'm still scored from last year.
0: That's <laughs> <No, laughs> all, all jokes.
1: All jokes. He's he's doing a great job. He's doing a fantastic job.
0: Next on the list of awards, Monday, October 2nd. Rookie here. Okay. That's the one that didn't change for me, B.J. It's Leah Boston. It's always been Leah Boston. She's an all-star. There's a, she might be all WNBA. Who knows? Uh, she,
1: she's very close. If she's not, I don't know probably. how. But yeah, this this is this is probably one of the easiest we've had all night, Drew. Um, it, yeah, it's it's got to be Leah Boston that Aaliyah Boston. is your rookie of the year. I'm surprised They're doing MVP before the rookie of the year,
0: the defensive player of the year. I know the order just doesn't make sense. And it doesn't. I think the NBA does that type of stuff, too. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Crazy. Uh, defensive Player of the Year is the last one, I believe. Mm-hmm. We haven't hashed out yet. Yeah. This yeah. Last and one and this
1: one's pretty easy. I mean, I mean, we can say it on three at the same time okay. if you want. All right. One, one two, two, three. Asia, Asia Wilson. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right, back to back player of the years for Asia. Yeah. Man, oh man, T- two DPOYS and two MVPs already. That's all time. That's a pretty See, star-studded. People, you know what? This, I'm gonna feel better about this now because I, when we made the W25 list and we had that panel of voters, yeah. vote well, last that, year right? on that one. Uh, mm-hmm. No, it was two years ago. Oh, that's right. Um, I put her in. in she had only I think she only had the one MVP and they didn't win a championship or anything yet. I yeah. put her in there prematurely a little bit. That was like how uh how they had put Shaq in, I think it was the uh the top 50 all-time players or something. Yeah. Back when they uh, did him when he was in Orlando a little early mm-hmm. before he got going. That was what I was doing there. And look at this. And look at this. And and if she wins the MVP, I mean, she's the best defend defensive player this year. She'll do the she'll do the back to back season both. When was the yeah. last time that was done? MVP and defensive player back uh, uh, to back. We have to go do it. MVP some. award, bro. Three that, MVPs, two defensive player of the years. That's a, I think she's already equaled. Sher- she would. She would equal Cheryl Swoops' total already. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, sure. I think Cheryl was three and two. Yeah,
1: I gotta. I gotta do some digging. That might be our stat of the episode when we Woo! get our first stat of the episode in season four. Woo! If that does. If that does happen, at least Drew.
0: I mean, in the very least, she's coming away with defense player of the year. hard. she has I to. Mean, be. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she's she's in the rare air company of uh, back-to-back defense player of the years. And yep. uh, I don't even know if Cheryl's was back-to-back. She might be the only uh, player in, in WNBA history that's gotten back-to-back defense player of the years and has two MVPs. I think there's only there's only two former MVPs that have multiple defense player of the yeah. year awards. It's Cheryl and Lauren Jackson. I think Lauren has two. If not, she has yeah. one. I think she has two. So I mean, rare air either way. But Alyssa well, Thomas still the MVP. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's, we're, it's we're all good. It's, the, a, it's
1: a it's better if we have different picks, honestly. Oh yeah, it's yeah. yeah it's
0: always great. It's always great. I know my friend Kayla will like your pick of, of Stewie, big Yukon and Connecticut fan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, BJ, you have seen our graphic. Oh, you didn't try oh, to jump the gun to put no, it here. Hit, hit, the,
1: hit the button, wrong button.
0: Oh, it is what it is. Oh, it's it's awesome. been a
1: long week. I'll tell you that.
0: Man, BJ needs a nah. Yes, um, he does. We got to um, take a look at our playoff picture from this last week that we created, and let's go ahead and get our advance predictions. Look at for. Oops, didn't mean wrong to make one. this it's background. All good. Did I put that on the wrong one? Is it yeah, supposed to be on, on overlay? Oh, it's it's supposed to be overlay. <laughs> That's all good. I put it on the wrong one. Silly me. Um, we're going to take a look at our playoff picture. This is more than likely what it's going to end up as. I mean, we've got seven playoff teams locked in, and the only mm-hmm. one that is not locked locked in is Chicago Sky. It's Chicago and L.A. battling for that final spot. Mm-hmm. It will more, and- more than likely shake out like this, whether it's Chicago or um, LA over there in that spot versus the aces
1: yeah and and everything that we predicted last week is not necessarily too far out of the realm. like I mean I think it was the sparks losing to the storm which I didn't predict but I mean that ends up helping the sky out because now they are tied with what two games remaining and mm-hmm. I mean it's definitely one of those that's going to be earned not given Uh the sky have the the edge right now with the head-to-head if they were to finish with the same record uh but looking at the last two drew it's it's minnesota uh at chicago and chicago at connecticut and then you've got the uh, sparks are playing at the liberty uh in fact they've already got that one underway and then they're at seattle so there, are if, if the sparks can somehow find a way to steal one in new york things become really interesting but i it's it's one of those that we'll be watching sunday to find out who's going to be the the last team in it's going to come down to Sunday.
0: Let's go ahead and break it down and see. We'll pretend that Chicago is the team there, BJ. All Let's right. make our predictions here. Let's start with our one versus eight seed best of three series in this first round. Aces, sleeping them in three, no matter who it is for me. What and about ace,
1: Aces and two? Whoever it is, it's I'm oh, sorry, and in two. two. My bad. Yeah, my it's fault. all good. I, I know what you were <laughs> meaning.
0: <laughs> in two they will advance on to the next round all right let's go right across the frame here new york and atlanta new york going to be forced to three games but win it to one
1: yeah new york will win the series in three i'm, I'm right
0: there with you okay i think atlanta are going to be randomly feisty in here tough little team all right, back down to the left corner. It's getting it's getting in a little personal, BJ. Dallas Wings versus Minnesota Lynx in a best of three.
1: Wings in two. Wings in two. Wings sweep.
0: Wings in two. A sweep. Oh, okay, BJ.
1: Yeah. They they defend the home court and they don't need to go to Minnesota for that third game.
0: Okay. Yeah, I had it up earlier. Hold on. I want to pull it back up. The Wings are one of the few teams that are uh, above 500 at home that are coming into the playoffs. Well, there are, I believe, six teams. They're one of six teams. Wings 10 and 9 at home. They're actually the same on the road right now, but they're one of the uh, about five or six playoff teams that are actually above 500 on the road or on – above 500 at home. Minnesota is not that way. But one thing that I maybe should have mentioned that might have swayed your thinking BJ is that Minnesota ten and eight on the road, better on the road. I,
1: I was to say I'm, I still and think that- they they get away. I I think that I mean just remember what it was not too long ago that the Wings went in and won in in Minnesota but lost at home and and failed to defend the home court if I'm not mistaken against Minnesota. So I don't think they let that happen again.
0: I think this bad boy goes three though, BJ. That's pretty fun. Get their first playoff series victory and win two one over the Minnesota Lynx in a and, thrilling third game.
1: And I'll take that at the end of the day, even if it's you know as long as they win the series. Right. I just I, I'm hoping that they can defend the home court and not have to go to a third and
0: decisive game on the road. Right. I think they would. Being a pickle. Um, on the other side, right across the way, Connecticut Sun, healthy Washington Mystics. Woo! Tough one, BJ. It
1: is going to be tough. It's
0: going three no matter what, Drew. And it is.
1: Oh, you want to pull the upset picture? This is pick a here? rematch
0: from the 2019 WNBA Finals.
1: That's right.
0: Oh, man, Alyssa Thomas, the MVP versus former two-time MVP, Elena Deladon and company.
1: I know you want to pull Does it, man. Does
0: stay chalky? I know you want to pull it, Drew. Uh,
1: Say pull.
0: Uh, oh my goodness. Ah. It's going three, like we said. And who's gonna win? It's the Connecticut Sun in three. It's,
1: it's the Connecticut Sun.
0: Oh, so nervous! I wanted to pull the trigger, but I was like, "No way! I do that to at in the MVP season. No way they go out first round." Man, uh, I mean, it's it's
1: gonna be a dogfight though, all the way to the bitter end for Washington. <laughs> I I know you wanted to pull it, yeah. Drew, because you said Washington was a. Was a dark horse at the preseason to make it to the to the finals. I know you wanted
0: yeah. to do it. Back across the way, BJ Aces Wings in the semifinals. Wings, after not being above five hundred in the previous season, may or may not finish above five hundred in this season. Find themselves in the semifinals, three victories away from playing for WNBA championship.
1: Aces and four.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Exact same. I'm sorry. Aces and I... four, three, one victory for the Aces Their Wings do squeeze one out. It may yes, be the I first think it's on game, the home court. I think it's maybe the first game or, yeah, the, their only home court game, and Aces get the rest of them, whether it's yeah. in a row or whatever. I don't know. But Aces is just going to turn it up and take it. Unexperienced oh, yeah. Alex Wings team. Gets their first playoff series win, but can't get past the defending chance. It's
1: it's okay. You want a little bit of growth every year? This is growth. This is perfect.
0: Ace is moving on. And on the other side, BJ, New York Liberty versus Connecticut Sun. Mm. Two versus the three. It's your turn to go first, since you made me go first on the last one. (laughs)
1: I went first just a second ago. I said Aces in four.
0: Well, that was easy, though. I <laughs> not take the easier route over here. All right, okay.
1: You know that revenge is going to be well on the mind of the New York Liberty. The series will go all five games, but we're going to get the matchup that we were wanting preseason. I've got the Aces and the Liberty matching up with yeah. New York over Connecticut in five. But A.T. and company in Connecticut are not going to make it easy. John Quell is going to defeat her former team to get back to the finals for the second year in a row.
0: Man, oh, man, I'm right there with you. The exact same amount of games. hate to do it to A.T. and company and Connecticut fans. They don't get to touch the finals again. It it might have just ended in heartbreak if they did just because of them being undermanned. So it's good the way. It ends for him there in the semifinals in five to New York. Then the powerhouse matchup in the championship, BJ. Oh,
1: man. You want to talk about it? We're going to get our money's worth if this matchup happens.
0: Mm. I'm going with Asia Wilson and the Las Vegas Aces in five games. In five games, let it flow back-to-back back for the first time since 2001, 2002 when the Sparks did it.
1: Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, I I did not know what he was doing for a second there. He, he stormed yeah. off like he was about to leave the set or something.
0: I didn't yeah. even say anything. And gets yeah. Candice Parker another ring, whether she plays or not. I don't think she will.
1: Man, this is this is the best. And it feels like this is the best chance for a champion to go back to back. I mean, as as good as this guy were, in and not being able to do it going to last year, I don't think there were a lot of people that thought they would have beaten the but aces. They
0: right. But they got to face your MVP.
1: They got to face my MVP. Uh... And like I said, there's one player I want out on the court. It's Brandon Stewart. The Liberty in five. We do not get a repeat oh. champion. New York Liberty will win the title. Uh-oh. Sabrina, Bree, Quell, they are getting a ring. Oh,
0: the super team man. in
1: this same offseason. season. This is what they built towards. They oh. accomplished the goal in year one. Oh. Man, oh. and it's always better when we disagree. Man, <laughs> oh man, he
0: went with his MVP squad. Okay. A different I I
1: won't be upset either way if the aces win because it will be historic, but I'm I think that the Liberty are the only team that are going to be able to knock out the Aces. And if it's if they don't match up in the finals, then the Aces will win it again. For whatever reason, if the Liberty get knocked out before the finals, it'll be a back to back
0: he champions love the takes i'm gonna i'm gonna be looking forward to these playoffs and
1: absolutely that. It was a
0: very chalky way to get there and that's well, it's, it's not goes. is
1: it not yeah I, I have a problem with it being called chalk though because that these teams have earned it drew these are the two best teams in the league this is what everybody wants right
0: oh in question, I mean, it's still actually up for grabs for the number one seed. Mm-hmm. If things flip-flop in New York, is versus Chicago, and Aces are versus, who was that? Uh, it was uh, uh, Atlanta? Yeah, Atlanta. Aces versus Atlanta. Does it end up the same way? Do the same it, teams yeah, meet it, in it the don't, finals? It,
1: it don't matter. It's, New it's, York versus it's, Dallas. New, York, in New York beats teams? Dallas, and the Aces Ooh. beat Connecticut. It's still it, there. Connecticut, okay. It's predestined, whatever, as long as they're, they're one and two, they're going to match up. However, oh, yeah. it's one and two. It's so the only thing that's different is that if the Liberty get the one seed, that game five would be in New York as opposed to in Vegas. I've got, with Vegas being the one, New York will go on the road and win that fifth and decisive game,
0: mm-hmm. and I know they
1: can do it. Whoa! All right. It's gonna be fun.
0: It's gonna be interesting. Gonna be some tightly contested battles in these playoffs. That is for sure. It's gonna be fun, BJ. It will be. And uh, you know what else is fun. It's <laughs> fun a little gamey game. Game called with it quit it, baby. Yeah, we don't have to worry about
1: three. we don't have to worry about hitting the button a little too soon this time around, Drew. I've got five questions Damn. for my man over there to the left of your screen. He's to my right. He's over here. I but, me. Uh, I've got five questions. He's going to tell me if he's with it or if he's going to quit it. Drew, sure are you ready? Yes, indeed. Okay, we're starting with number one. Boom. Well, Drew, you like sports, right?
0: A little bit. Say a little that.
1: bit, just a little bit. But, you know, I, I, I know hate is a strong word, but there are teams that you hate, right, or just generally dislike and – Wish nothing but bad things to happen to them, correct? I mean, that's pretty fair for every most every sports fan, you'd say, right?
0: Um, I actually don't know about hate because I mean, no, I, I actually, I don't, don't, I don't have a team. I've got it's more so players, not just not the team. Okay. Well,
1: actually. let me see if I can change your opinion on this one. Then, Uh-oh. if you did have a team, since you say you don't. The team that you would hate the most, and this is across any sport, the sports team that you hate the most is Houston Astros. With it or quit it.
0: Uh, all right, okay, yeah, probably, <laughs> probably, yeah. Let's go Houston Astros. They just had <laughs> far too much success for my liking, and you know, at our at the mercy at that at our misfortune, you know, we got to two World Series before they did. We lost them both, and they got to. Um, we're not even going to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. With it.
1: I figured as much. All right. I thought I might be able
0: to get you. Banging trash seat. cans over here. We don't need that to get our chips.
1: Well, we need to get one of those chips, yeah, even if we go don't go use go the ahead. trash cans to do it.
0: but you may not be in route this year, though. We're in the deep end. <laughs> no. Air. Oh, man. All
1: right. Drew number two. two. This is very simple. Oh, Dad jokes. With it. Or quit it with those it. ones that are grown worthy they make you slap your knee, you're absolutely with, with
0: it with it, I'm with it, oh yeah,
1: my mom told me one uh I can't remember what it was. she was talking about uh they were they were making planes out of uh the the, the planes don't crash, they would like float on the water, and uh, the company that's making this new plane is Boeing, boing, boing, boing uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. There's the, the bad dad joke of the day, although that would be a mom joke since it came from my mother. So. All right, Drew, number three, number three, number three. We are back to NFL season starting up tonight, but I don't think I've asked you this before, Drew. But Probably not. The best way to consume the NFL every Sunday has to be NFL Red Zone. With it or quit
0: it. I think you have actually asked this before. I feel like I I've heard. I feel like I've heard this before, and the answer is again, quit it. If it's been asked before, okay. And I believe it has because I don't actually consume it like that. I can, I consume it through some uh, some very website, uh, <laughs> and um, always have a good time watching it that way. So uh, I don't utilize Red Zone.
1: I was about to say, if, but you—if you utilize my well, home, no, you can still utilize Red Zone in the same way, I would think.
0: I mean, if you, you gotta you gonna give me your password and stuff to utilize Red Red Zone and stuff, I can't even what? use my parents' my mom's YouTube TV down here because of the they do the home location. Oh,
1: that's now. so
0: stupid! It worked I when I was did. in state, but not now. Yeah,
1: it just just um Stop this crap! They stop that it. Or the uh, does not yeah. matter? They do that matter? for the
0: applications and things too. I used to have somebody else's Hulu and they, they that home location thing. What does it matter?
1: I oh, mean man, it, man. it's you're part of the family.
0: Yeah, it's not your it, business it who is. you share it with. It's exactly. not your business,
1: yeah. Say, as long as you're getting money, I I don't know. just that's that's another rant for another day. But I'm acquitted on that one. The streak of um, wits is now over number four, number four. Well, Drew, today is National Beer Lovers Day. And oh in honor of that, Drew.
0: You got you gonna, me. You're sending me a case of beer. I, well, oh, no, I'm no, I'm not.
1: Remember. I'm not sending you one. But I was gonna say you're gonna indulge in one to wind down the rest of the night after the show. With it or quit it.
0: I'm gonna say quit it because I don't have any. Oh, Okay.
1: Would you, if you had one though?
0: Yes, and I would do it just because you told me that it was that day. I mean, well, I might, might, might
1: even—I still got some stuff that I have to do, but I might have one as well.
0: Anybody listen right now, y'all want Y'all want to send me? Go to go to our go to my Twitter. I've got a little tip thingy right there. You can use that. <laughs> send me send me twenty bucks. I'll order DoorDash and bring some cold beer to my door tonight.
1: You can see if they'll they'll deliver it to you from the the driving range as well.
0: Maybe, <laughs> ah, man, save that for the no. I can't, I yes, can't bring you. know can't bring any outside drinks. Get no, in trouble. I know, Maybe I know. I know. Too All right,
1: there, last but not least, Drew.
0: The, the last one five. of the season. The last that's one, that's the right
1: last now. one Uh-oh. of the season. Ah! And it's gonna be very important that you make the right choice here. uh Oh, Drew, number five, number 11, Texas Longhorns going to go into Tuscaloosa and take down the number three Alabama Crimson Tides. Come come Saturday night. They will pull the upset. Are you with it or are you going to quit it?
0: I feel like I should quit it <laughs> just because it's not safe to to be on the side of Texas. <laughs> I feel like every time I'm like, no, y'all going to lose. They play really well. So <laughs> what happened last year. Somebody, somebody asked me. I think it might have been the same game that somebody asked me about last year. The guy that I used to work at, uh, work with at the, uh, the, the place we won't talk about. Um, <laughs> yeah, he always asked me about football games. I think he asked me about this one too, and we we had played really well in it. I think uh, in the early part, and then uh, ended up pooping the bed. Got hurt. I'm still going. Yeah, I'm still going. Gonna uh, gonna uh, going quit that. Wait, wait, okay. I'm not, no, not. That's not, fair. Not, Old oh, oh, Nick Saban's aware of upsets happening lately, so he's like, "Uh, uh-uh, that ain't happening to me. We're not having no Johnny Manziel type stuff. Going to go out there and erupt on me? No." Nope. Speaking of which, I did watch that doc recently. It was good. I thought you'd like
1: it. I'm glad because I was just thinking about that the other day. I had, I updated my archive with the the uh, wither requests that I had written down on paper. I've always got a running tally here, virtually of, of our uh, or at least some of our wither requests oh. that I have, at least.
0: But uh, by the way, I get to. Re- I'm retiring another booklet. I'm gonna start doing it by seasons the rest of the way. So, it's not much left in here anyway. It was like maybe six or seven pages because I mean, it's yeah. a whole lot of me messing up. So, I've ripped it out. So, instead <laughs> of actually having 70 sheets in this bad <laughs> boy that's worth the season's worth, it's ending after <laughs> it started on episode 30 of this season. So- so just About the back, end. Yeah, just the back right. end of this season is in here. But it is it is going into uh, the uh, Lowdown Hall of Fame as well. The, well, yeah. I guess, will it, it – so does it have enough a, to be inducted?
1: I'm, I was like, going to say, I mean, it, it may not have been a stack compiler, but its peak was was so good that you can't not induct it, I would think, yeah. Drew. Like, yeah. I mean, there were some really good episodes in that uh, last 20-episode stretch that that you don't want to necessarily say are not Hall-worthy to me and, I mean, maybe. I'm a I'm a big hall guy anyway, so I would say throw them all in there.
0: Yeah, send maybe them all not, to the
1: Library of Congress.
0: May, maybe not first ballot, maybe second no, ballot. So it
1: it'll be a, the the committee gets them in at the last the last uh, year of
0: eligibility. Yeah, we yeah, we'll we'll get a we'll make we'll let our we'll let the people vote on it and see if these. These twenty episodes in this booklet was was it, was it a Hall of Fame worthy stretch from episodes <laughs> thirty to fifty? Does this booklet get inducted, or is it just another booklet? <laughs> well, only one former booklet of the lowdown be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Oh man, Spiral be alone with the misfits. Find out.
1: You now. decide. You Let decide.
0: Let the people decide our fate. Well, BJ, that apparently seems to be with it acquitted.
1: That was with it acquitted for the final time this season, Drew. And that means we're done with the third season of Man, the lowdown. Holy cow. Oh,
0: so, and just kind of hit it. Yeah, it just kind of hit. And if, if we can get around to it, hopefully we can uh, mush together a best of season three. This is the only season that is entirely over here on YouTube since we finally made it over here. So. And for the most part, doing our own thing. And we we've still once again, even in this season, uh, tried a whole lot of different things Um, uh, in the last two seasons, in two and three, we've been a part of multiple networks. In two, Mm -hmm. it was uh, the lead podcast network and the basketball Mm -hmm. podcast network. And three, it was the basketball podcast network and the lowdown formerly podcast network, which is now, yes, formerly the Lowdown podcast network. If you guys haven't seen already on social with the message that we put out Lowdown uh, podcast network is no more, no more Lowdown golf, CBB or any football trying to make its way into the realm. You know, it just seemed like uh, the best decision for us and uh, read the rest of the letter for, for everything else. Uh, but, uh, it's just a better way to go for us. And we're, and we're rocking it solo again. And, um, just in uh, just uh in unless something crazy good comes to the forefront for us in uh in the in the future coming i don't think we'll be trying to join any other networks unless it's just you know something supreme and like you know we just we're leveling up and we, we really feel like it's something we'll never leave otherwise we'll probably just kind of be rocking this because we don't want to i don't I, at least at least i feel this way I don't want to be bouncing back and forth between networks anymore i wanted the lowdown to be the final stop well that's that'll be the that'll, that'll be the uh the stop of you know joining or creating uh at this point anymore for the most part but uh hoping to do uh season four a little bit better you know just kind of focus on us and really and really hone in on what we've been putting together for the first three seasons here i mean i think we've as as the seasons have gotten by we've gotten better and better at this thing and
1: i think you know, so too and we, just, we had i think we had our best season in terms of entering guests yet
0: oh yeah i mean the guest lineup was on fire i mean we mm-hmm. finished out the season with with just a, a boatload of guests i mean it was really just kind of to make up for the lack of in, in the front half of things but oh man we 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 really hammered home uh the uh the hard-hitting guests and we we had a good lineup of, of folks come through and uh it was definitely a whole bunch of fun looking forward to doing that in the course of uh, season four and, and all that has in store for it. And uh, I mean, everything that's going to be there is going to be a whole lot of fun. It won't be a whole lot of change as far as like the ends, you know, the day to day of the show. I mean, BJ's best is staying as it was, he he may make some internal modifications to it. I don't know just yet. That is up to him. Uh, Same as with what's on Drew's mind. It'll probably be in the same realm. We'll we'll continue to try and get creative like we did, uh, today a little bit more in the future, um, but uh, yeah, those thing those things are staying. We're still talking NBA and WNBA as uh, as always. Still presented by Stathead and got our friends at T Public Fanatics and Seat Geek over here, always uh, rocking with us. And uh, do, that's how we're rolling.
1: I do, do want to say I think when we get closer and closer, we will be bringing back. Um, we'll be bringing in something for for the college basketball season. I think that'll be. Oh yes, wild, yeah.
0: we do have a, a good surprise. Uh, in, in terms of that, I mean, it doesn't hurt to go ahead and, and uh, break that for anybody that's made it this far into this episode. And anybody that's made it this far into this episode deserves to hear this. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to be uh, keeping on. I mean, of course, we've always talked a little bit of college basketball. And uh, good old Coach Tripp from uh, the Lowdowns, formerly the Lowdown, CBB, is going to be joining us uh, periodically to do some to continue his coach's corner and uh, to give mm-hmm. us his insight on uh, college basketball throughout the course of uh at least season four if not into beyond, we'll see uh, yeah, this will it be but, uh, yeah it's gonna be fun but uh yeah be a good time continue to go coach's corner was a hit and i mean he's excited about it and, you know trying to continue doing some uh hoops content with us even though the network is no more so i think that'll be that'll be great and uh you know people still get to uh to dive into coach's corner every now and then as well so absolutely that'll be, that'll be really good so Uh, Make sure you guys are are following us on social media. If you're not already, we already told you about the social handle. It's at the underscore lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore lowdown on all the socials, on X, on Instagram, on on TikTok, on YouTube. Somebody on Twitch told our name. There's no underscore, but you can follow us over there as well. Um, Make sure you stay tuned um, for all this to come in season four. Hopefully going to have a trailer for you guys out next week. Won't have an episode out next week, but we will have the trailer of what season four is going to be like and uh, we'll take our usual break between seasons, and we'll be back on the twenty first couple of weeks from now. What award was getting given out? Uh, one of those awards drops. Yeah, I think it might be MVP like, yeah. or Rookie of the Year or something. I thought like, it was
1: Rookie right? of the Year. Yeah,
0: Rookie of the Year in a couple of weeks, and that's when we'll be uh, we'll be coming back. So we'll have a whole lot of WNBA playoffs to hash out. So that might be around the association when we come back. We might Who have knows, to be. But plenty to talking about, and I'm sure we'll have a lot of WNBA. Uh, NBA news as well, and look out for uh, the bonus content that will be coming in uh, in season four and all that entails. And uh, man, a long way of saying thanks for <laughs> tuning in for uh, this season three finale. We almost made it to to two hours. On an episode, and we haven't done that since the first time we ever did a college episode, when we did the whole two men's and women's bracket one episode. But I mean, a good way to to end it off. A lot of exciting things today, a new interesting topic. Though, I mean, we'll work to get through faster those big lists, of course. But uh, thanks to everybody that tuned in, that made it through three seasons with us. We love you. We appreciate your support. We hopefully we hope that you will follow us into season four. And uh, thanks for being a part of the Lowdown experience and hanging in with us. This has been another episode and another season, as season three concludes, another edition of the Lowdown Sports Show. We'll see you again for season four of the Lowdown.